get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll talk about the blue situation with Craig Berube and why he's clearly not the issue. But when is the right time to decide that it's time to move on from your head coach? We'll talk about that coming up in 15 minutes. Clearly not now. When is that time? We'll do that coming up here in just a bit. But right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be jo- be joined by Britt Giroli, she is a senior MLB writer for The Athletic. She joins us via the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. Britt, thank you so much for the time today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. So we wanted to lean on you from your experience in the past working in D.C., covering the Nationals. Of course, when you're in St. Louis, there's always the interest level in today's starter for the Nationals, Max Scherzer. What was it like to watch him on a daily basis? Let's start there. How how did you cover the intensity of Max Scherzer day to day? Oh, man. Um, I had never covered a true ace before coming from Baltimore eight years. And um, it's remarkable. It's not just remarkable, guys, to watch when he pitches every fifth day. It's remarkable from the first time you see him in spring training and he's grunting and swearing and making up counts and hitters at his first February bullpen. So I think what people miss is what makes these guys so different. And I think for Max Scherzer, it's the the competitiveness of him. Even if he doesn't have his best stuff today, and we've seen that in outings already this year, he's still going to find a way to get through five, six innings. He's still going to compete. And he's still going to grunt for the last 15 to 20 pitches. He talked a lot about how important that is in his conditioning, in his off-season work, to be able to finish outings. And I think we can all agree that baseball has kind of an epidemic now getting starters out after the 100-pitch mark. And where Max Scherzer is such a breath of fresh air and a throwback perhaps to, to older baseball times, is he's not coming out at 100 pitches. He's coming out when he has given you every ounce of what he has on a given night. And I think you really have to respect that. It's something you really miss uh, when you aren't covering a guy like that, just how much he can impact and, and change a game. I don't know about you, Brett, but he sounds like a perfect player for the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward. And I think people in St. Louis are thinking the same way. Do you, and you know this from the perspective of the Washington Nationals, do you see a scenario where Max Scherzer is not a Washington National after this season? Certainly I see a scenario. I mean, he's only signed for one more year, so I think uh, it's almost a trick question, right? I mean, nothing is impossible. Uh, I know he's from Missouri, right? He went to Mizzou, met his wife in um, college. 
Um, certainly has some ties to the area. Grew up watching the Cardinals. Uh, it seems like uh, that's always been something that's been floated as a potential fit. I think more than anything, Max Scherzer wants to win. I think he'd pitch on Mars if they were in the playoff hunt. I think people miss that about him. So uh, certainly, um, you know, if the Nationals don't get on track, I think you have to think even sooner than this year, you have to think July. Uh, where would he waive his no-trade clause to? As I said, Max Scherzer just wants to win. Do you think that he would waive it for St. Louis if they were in the hunt at that point, Britt? Just I, obviously, this is all speculation because we're so early in the process. But do you think that he would potentially waive it to come back home? I think he'd waive it for any team where he had a chance to win another ring. Um, I don't think that's a specific St. Louis question. Like I said, I think he'd pitch on Mars if they were winning the division and it was July and the Nats were out of it. I think he'd like to see the Nats turn things around. Um, keep in mind, people forget the year they won, they started 19-31. and 31, So there's definitely not a lot of panic that the Nationals are out of it, even if people are already speculating about it, because they've seen how quickly this can turn around. So, um, yes, I think Max Scherzer wants to win again. Um, yes, I think they could trade him if they're out of it in July. But I'm, I'm not certain they commit to anything here uh, before we even get to July. I think it's really early uh, like you said, to be speculating on this kind of stuff. Britt, we've already seen, what is it, five games between these two teams, the Cardinals and Nationals, game number six to, uh, today, and, of course, Max Scherzer's on the mound. Uh, what have you seen in terms of competition from these two teams? Because I think both going into this year were looked at as teams that could be competitive in their divisions. Yeah, I think we've got some two teams that are really inconsistent, right, that are really underperforming. I know for the Cardinals it seems like one night they – will go out and score 10 runs, and then the next night they get shut out. And up until, I think, yesterday, these two teams owned the two worst rotation ERA in all of baseball, which you look at some of the names, the Scherzers or the Strasburgs and Flaherty and Wainwright, and you're like, how can that be? Um, and it's been inconsistent. It's been inability to go deep into games. I think both of these teams have the, the veteran star power. They have the, the group that can certainly get it done. I mean, you look at St. Louis, you got Arenado, you have Yachty. You've got some really young, really good, talented players, and guys like Dylan Carlson. And then, of course, you've got Juan Soto and Trey Turner on the other side. I think these two teams are underperforming. I think these two teams can certainly turn it around, can be a lot better. Right now, they're kind of in that weird large middling class of baseball, right? You can name the five worst teams at baseball. You could name the five best teams at baseball. But to me, it's that middle 20 that you're just not really sure about, that a good week could change everything for those middle 20 teams. And that's where I think St. Louis and Washington are right now. We're talking to Bridge Rowley here on 101 ESPN. Britt, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, honestly, that's kind of how we expected things to be, especially in the National League coming into the season. It was basically Dodgers, Padres, then that middle group there. How do you think that that's going to shape out, especially for the Cardinals? That's obviously where the most intrigue is here in St. Louis. Who do you see emerging as maybe the leading contender out of that middle group in the National League? Well, I'll tell you right now, the Brewers are just impressive to watch. Uh, yes, they have some issues offensively, but that rotation uh, with Woodruff and Burns, I don't know if there's a more dynamic one-two punch in the league. Certainly not right now. Um, I think the way Milwaukee turns out pitching is impressive. They've got the best rotation ERA in baseball right now. Um, you look around the rest of the NL, the Mets are obviously a huge topic of discussion. They're another team that's been carried by their pitching. Um, I think there's a lot of intriguing teams in the NL. You look at the AL and you've had a lot of teams 
kind of underperform. Teams aren't really sure what's going on. You've got Oakland and Seattle atop the AL West. Um, there's a lot to kind of sift through right now. Uh, but I think when it comes to the Cardinals, they're in a very winnable division. And that's kind of been the M.O., right? Like, well, all they really did was add Arenado this winter. Well, one, he's a superstar. And two, they're in a very winnable division. So I think they could potentially 86, 87 wins could win their division. And I think they're well within striking distance of that. I think the Reds and that offense is going to be really difficult to keep up with, especially because of the way that they haven't really pitched. Um, There's just so much going on, guys, that it's so easy to do exactly what I'm doing, which is overanalyze less than 20 games. Uh, we've got so much more to go. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the Cardinals end up. With that being said, Britt, when do you look at a team throughout a season and say, okay, this might be who they are? Because there are a lot of underperforming teams, and there are a lot of teams that are overperforming with expectations. So in a season, where do you start to look at it and say, okay, this is who this team is going to be? So good rule of thumb that front offices use a lot is Memorial Day because it's right around that quarter pole. They look at it and they can say, well, okay, is this team going to be good or not? You know, July is almost too late, right? You need to decide whether you're going to be trading assets or whether you're going to be acquiring players. And I think when you get to Memorial Day, you have a big enough sample size to wonder um, whether these trends are going to continue. So for me, um, after Memorial Day weekend, when you're right into that early June mark, you've got to long enough runway to really look at it. It's no longer a slump, right? It's a, it's a two-month slump, which to me means you're just not hitting. It means you're just um, not a good team right now. So that's when I really start to look at things. I think that June, July is, is absolutely critical when you're assessing these teams of the schedule and what they're going to be able to do in those final two months. She is Britt Giroli. You can find her work over at The Athletic, where she is a national MLB senior writer for The Athletic. Also give her a follower on Twitter as well, at Britt underscore Giroli, G-H-I-R-O-L-I. Britt, thank you so much for the time today. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully we're going to see a good game here in uh, two hours.